Welcome to Better Red, an experiment by Greg.org to transform art-related texts into handy, entertaining, and informative audio using a computer. This edition features Single Man Looking to the Right, a text by Richard Prince which accompanied a 1979 window installation at Three Lives and Company, a neighborhood bookstore in the West Village. A printed copy of the text is included in a before-they-were-famous style exhibition of early prints works correspondence, ephemera, and archival material from the collection of critic Douglas Blair Turnbaugh at Edward Sulla Art and Architecture in Los Angeles. Turnbaugh was a neighbor, friend, and supporter of young prints, and seems not to have ever thrown a scrap away, and in July 2016 you can paw through it all, though it is called an exhibition announcement in Sulla's catalog, the format of this sheet of text, along with its utter lack of any identifying information about the show, makes me think it was an artist's statement. Perhaps it was made available in the bookstore for inquiring viewers. This text shares the abnegatory foundations of, but feels more poetic, or literary than, the somewhat credulous autobiographical voice we've come to recognize in Prince's Bird Talk. It does not appear to have been published since, at least in a format indexable by Google. Similarly, the images, re-photographs of decontextualized models from fashion advertisements, feel at once familiar, even iconic, and yet slightly off, hinting at an artist still exploring the implications of his re-photography practice and how to best present it. A photo in Doug Eklund's exhibition catalog for the picture's generation shows Prince's window installation. It consisted of a stack of three large black and white prints of quote, single men, one looking to the right, one looking straight ahead, and one looking to the left. Eklund writes that Prince's recontextualization signaled an alliance with the gay neighborhood audience by forefronting the homoerotic subtext of his appropriated images, and quote, sharing a kind of wink that is the lingua franca of subcultures, saying, you and I can see what everyone else is missing. According to her catalog essay, the Three Lives installation also caught the eye of Carol Ann Clonridis, then a semiotics grad student, shocker, who later met Prince, and went on to work at a midtown gallery, Baskerville and Watson, which showed Prince's Cowboys series in 1983. Prince has repeatedly stated his dislike for shows of his early works. He criticized David Platzker's show of early, pre-appropriation era pieces, and when Michael Lobel organized a show of work from 1974 to 1977 at the Newberger Museum, Prince refused permission to reproduce the artworks in the catalog. Of course, if he hadn't announced it on Twitter, I would not have known about the Los Angeles show at all. Single man looking to the right, all the time, no matter when, he's trying to think, but can't remember, except that true poets never work, and he didn't make that up, but he forgot who did. His work is made on about the same level as a snake's decision to crawl on its belly. Art is in the bone of his shoulder and since he can't avoid it he tries not to control it, he tries to administer a system of chaos as a perpetually pedestrian subject, then levels the components of this chaos with the great whip of the familiar. He finds these an element of surprise in what at best is a perfectly ordinary setting. He places himself in a situation without specific purpose, keeping in mind that once involved in that situation, the paramount concern is not the care. This may seem like an unstable gesture to obtain a property of singularity, but he can only attempt to fix himself up, in an area where there's 50 degrees of uncertainty. The source of the pleasure for him is the surprise. If art is to be made, 
then the solution is made by the experience. Since his ambiguity cannot be appreciated, his problem then is to translate what he believes to be quote privileged sensations, with a time adjusting nonplus attitude, he generates himself in an optional space where he devises breathing methods of constant quote, gression, neither progression nor regression, but just gression movements to be fool and and to be wise of, since the material of which he's made extends to the public domain, he exists on his own terms, with his own solutions. But like the man who invests in a mirage simply to test the notion that he has nothing left to lose, he lives in a world of constant failure. He's no more prone to exaggeration than the edge of a knife guaranteed for 50 years at 2.30 in the morning. He agrees with every philosopher he's ever read, and to hear him tell it, it all sounds pretty good to him. For him not to be is as it should be. If after facts remain, he thinks of them as temporary proof providing the convenience of hindsight. Richard Prince